This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider, AIM Municipal Innovation Specialist, and today I am in Logansport with Mayor Dave Kitchell talking about the wonderful projects and efforts they have going on in Logansport, um, specifically a really innovative program the mayor has started surrounding the Citizen of the Week. So Mayor, you know, tell me a little bit about that. Well, when you, you think about uh, defining the character of a community, uh, it's partially the buildings and the architecture and the tradition of a community, but to the greatest extent, it's really the people in the community that are out there and what they do, how they make it a community, what they add to it, the ingredients that they bring to the table that uh, maybe you're not celebrated every day or maybe people don't even know about. And so what we did with the Citizen of the Week, starting with the bicentennial year of 2016, is recognize people who contributed to the state of Indiana in some way or won a state championship or uh, been a leader in the state uh, and had contributed in uh, numerous ways that aren't always uh, appreciated. And it became something that was so popular that when 2017 came and the bicentennial was over, we renamed it the Citizen of the Week because there are so many people that contribute in ways that uh, maybe you never knew that make your city a better place. They started a program, an organization, maybe their service club raised money for a specific cause, or they adopted a park or a school program. Uh, maybe they are uh, working with Literacy Volunteers of America to help people uh, become United States citizens. Uh, we had one lady here who really had an extended uh, effort to become a U.S. citizen, and she finally became a U.S. citizen through uh, her efforts here and, and what we have going on. So uh, I think it's important to recognize these people who really make your community what it is. Definitely. You know, and you were saying um, when we were discussing this earlier, that's really helped maybe even newcomers to Logansport um, learn about the people in the community. What sort of effects has it had for community development? Well, for instance, the people that have either not lived at a time when other people really uh, were known for doing these things, or they're completely new to the community and they, they looked at this as a bedroom community and maybe they moved here for a job or because of its location. But now they know a little bit more about the, the fabric of the community and what kind of what, what are the values of the community? What does what this community accomplish? And those things, uh, as one of my old journalism colleagues used to say, all the ingredients are not necessarily on the label. When you come to the city limits and you see the sign and you see the population or welcome or some slogan, you see something more with this. You see the, the people and what their passions are for you know, making Logan Sport a special place for certain things. Great, and um, a really great response when it comes to people nominating, you know, who they see as, you know, that really um, high quality um, citizen. I mean, tell me a little bit about the feedback you've received from this program. I think the feedback we've received is that these people have long deserved to be recognized and there just aren't enough awards to go around. Uh, we can't build statues to everybody that contributes in, in a community for a lot of things. But uh, I think you have to bring these people into the workplace and the marketplace and say, look at what this person has done or look at what this organization has done. And in many cases, they're not paid to do any of this at all. 
but uh, somebody, for instance, that has taken a, an old building in a downtown and turned it into a, a business that's now a magnet for bringing people not only downtown, but bringing people from other communities to your community. Uh, that's something that, that's a positive, and it serves as a great model for other people. Uh, you often hear people say in Indiana, well, there's no job here for me in this town. And yet last week I had a gentleman who was from here uh, and he'd done quite well. He came back here. He's uh, chief operating officer of a local organization and he gave back to the baseball league that he once played in as a youngster. And now because of it, we have a brand new press box and some beautiful facilities because he wanted to give back and, and really, uh, as they say, pay it forward to the next generation. Somebody paid it forward for him and now he wants to pay it forward for those coming after. And um, that's the part of the civic infrastructure of Indiana that is part of our grand and great past in the state. And if we don't pass that along, nobody else will do it for us. We need to, to make that an active thing of what our mission is as city officials. That's great. And kind of changing gears a little bit, you're doing a lot when it comes to studying data, making data-driven decisions, looking at comparative analysis, where Logan Support is in terms of other similar-sized cities. I mean, tell me a little bit about your peer cities um, policy. Well, our, our peer cities uh, program is one in which we compare the, the city's next largest, three cities next largest to us and three next smallest. But it gives our city council, it gives our clerk treasurer and our office, uh, along with our parks board and our other boards, a chance to look at uh, other communities and what are, what are employees doing there? What are the practices in hiring? Uh, do they have a take-home policy for police cars? Uh, what's their uh, longevity program there? Uh, what percentage of their salary are they paying in health insurance? Uh, what are, are our, our salaries competitive with those other cities? And and it's a fair comparison to make those with a like number of taxpayers who are involved in those decisions. And it, it takes it out of the process of haggling at the local level of saying, well, I think this person ought to get 2% more, we need to pay 3% more. And when we, we look at this, we say, hey, if we're in that range, we're, we're getting close. And uh, we want to be a, a high performance community. We hope to attract and retain qualified people but we want to retain those high performers. And if we can't do that, then we're not succeeding in, in what we're out to do. Definitely. I mean, it seems like a really great moment for Logansport. You know, a lot of momentum building, a lot of great community projects going on. What do you see, both short-term and long-term, for Logansport? Well, as uh, maybe your grandmother or one of your, mo your mother's friends said, uh, to be beautiful is both a curse and a blessing, you know. Uh, we were recently named uh, Realtor.com's number one a small town in America where you'd actually want to live. And it's for cities with a population of 10,000 to 50,000, which when you think about it, that takes in a lot more cities than the suburban uh, metropolitan areas of the United States. But the things that get us there are low housing costs, it's a safe place to live, and there are actually things to do. Like you can go kayaking, you can go boating, uh, you've got miles and miles of trails, you can bike, you can hike. Uh, you've got lots of uh, entertainment and arts things here and, and venues and festivals. Uh, but you've got proximity to larger markets. If you want to be at a Purdue football game, you're there in less than an hour. If you want to go to the Indianapolis 500 or a Notre Dame football game, you're there in about an hour or so. If you want to go to Fort Wayne, it's the same thing. And you've got four-lane access. Um, but, you know, in the long picture of this, yes, we've got some low cost, but now people are going to want to come here and, and be here. 
So we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing the housing uh, you know, supply kind of shrink a little bit because people are catching on to what's going on. And the labor supply as well, you're going to lose a little bit of your available labor force because now people are hiring here and they're investing in Logan Sport and we want them to do that. So we're going to experience growing pains and a lot of Indiana is. Uh, I think the great challenge for us and really every Indiana community right now is what the governor said in his State of the State speech this year and that's finding enough workers to help us grow the state, to grow communities. And uh, that's a challenge that we have here as much as anybody. Definitely. I mean, when it comes to workforce development, I mean, what are your thoughts, you know, when it comes to AIM membership, you know, cities and towns, what role do municipalities really play in that? Well, municipalities uh, have to be the convener of that discussion in terms of what has to happen. It, it has to happen with uh, the local K-12 through school corporations. Uh, it has to happen with the uh, career centers that are out there that are going to be the the sinew between the K through 12 and the Ivy Techs, the trying universities of the world, which we have here, uh, IUK for instance is 22 miles away. Uh, but what we do here that's a little bit different than other cities is we have an internship program that's city sponsored. And our internship program provides uh, $500 uh, incentives per semester for a corporation or business that hires a college intern or co-op student. So each business can secure up to $1,000 per student per year uh, in that situation. And we do this for a couple of reasons. One is because of the workforce shortages, but also to get more college attainment within the community. You're going after that college population that may not always consider Logan Sport. This gives the industries, the businesses, a chance and incentive to say, you know what, we could cut our cost on hiring that person and maybe get somebody in the door uh, and then maybe interview them. We're going to have a better shot at hiring somebody with that skill set from a, a university that's an incoming freshman. And for a lot of these corporations, particularly in Indiana, they're going to get entry-level people. They can afford those people. Uh, they're not going to be able to hire necessarily a 20-year veteran from Chicago or Atlanta or Los Angeles, but they're getting the, the best new minds that are coming off the assembly line. And that's what we have to strive to do is to catch that next wave in workforce development. I think we also have to look at the handicapped uh, folks that are in uh, in the workforce now or at the edges of that workforce and help them uh, to get back in the workforce, get some people that uh, uh, have had some college attainment but not a degree and get them to finish that degree. Uh, our community foundation offers something called the Back Home Again in Indiana Scholarship uh, to help the non-traditional students go out, uh, get a degree either online or through one of our community colleges here through IUK and uh, that can help them through with uh, the costs of you know, child care, of uh, working and, and having to balance everything with travel. Uh, every little bit helps because uh, a person that's in mid-career making change doesn't want to accrue a lot of debt to go back to college. And this is one of the ways that uh, communities can help. Great, well thank you so much, Mayor. I really appreciate learning more about Logan's Port. Great to be here, come back again. <laughs>